Hello and welcome back to the SC Harpack podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the first of the 2024 off-season pods. We've gone through, we've wrapped up our SC send-off for the 2023 season. Had a lot of fun doing that, looking back. Uh, obviously did do a lot of prep for those podcasts, which did help into um, forming some opinions for 2024. And I've got my first one here. So I've been preaching to you guys that, at least for me from a draft, those first six, I break you up into four, the draft for me is in four areas. You got to nail your first round pick. I think that's a given. First round pick, got to get that done. I didn't think that the next two picks, so one is on its own category, two and three. Now you've got your vice captain and captain options. Your top six picks, your next three, you can take some swings in there, but you kind of want to nail those. But the two that I think are the two best rounds to really take a stab is round seven and the last round. So round seven is, you know, you've got your, if you've nailed your first six picks, you can go, all right, I can risk a little bit here, like I did last year with the Pappenhausen pick. Uh, this year, potentially with a certain other Melbourne Storm outside back. Uh, but the last round pick is always one of those guys of, you know, you're filling out your team and you're like, it's either going to be you know, the second front row forward or it's going to be a play where it's like, you know what, I want to see, I want to hold this guy on my bench for a week or two and see if the opportunity arises. And I think uh, the NFL draft, obviously, Mr. Irrelevant. And I think the Mr. Irrelevant in your draft team is very important in terms of just knowing who are the guys potentially that you may need to hold for uh, two, three, four weeks. But, you know, everyone probably, this might be like, a, oh, is he getting drafted in your, in, that's always the best feeling in the room. When you got that guy that goes, oh, oh, I didn't even have him on my board. Beautiful. That means your your eyes up, you place eyes up footy, you got the guy you wanted. So let's go through. I wanted to give out of all the teams, just pick one guy who I think would be a great Mr. Relevant for your team. Guys that look, I've done the draft board now. I'm up, I'm past 210 players now. These guys have not hit that mark. Um, so that's round 15. So I don't think in those last two rounds, um, you know, you're in this range now. Now you're in the range of taking a step. So let's go through it. Um, and let's have let's talk about. It. So I think with Brisbane, there's two I want to mention. I know I said one, but let's go with two. I think Blake Moser, uh, the young hooker, I do think that Billy Walters improving this year and smoothly coming off the bench probably delays his uh, his going to first grade here. I think that is a nice combination that we saw. Uh, but I'm really interested in him. And again, hooker, we're always kind of looking for that next hooker. So Blake Moser is one. And then Tristan Saylor. I think if you are the Reese Walsh owner, I think there is no harm in handcuffing him with a Tristan Saylor. You saw what he did. Uh, when he played those games last year, he's an electrifying player, uh, and I do think that you know there will be there will be chances where uh, he will play definitely over Origin, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just think Tristan Sale is one of those guys you want to make sure it's a nice handcuff to have there. Let's go to the Canberra Raiders. Um, so there's a few I'll mention as you know honorable mention. I think Ethan Strange. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see who gets the number six jersey and how they do that there. I do think that Trey Mooney. Is a big shout, probably more next year with Elliot Whitehead going for one more year. Um, but I'm going to go for Chevy Stewart. Now, I do think that Xavier Savage will get first crack at the fullback jersey. I don't think the Jordan Rapana, Seb Chris is not, you know, they're probably right now better options, but you've got to think long-term if you're at the Canberra. You're in a nice little chance to rebuild your roster. Obviously, having Jack Wine leave your club uh, allows you to play with a bit more different identity than you have recently. So, Xavier Savage will get the first run of fullback, but I am very high on Chevy Stewart from what I've seen. 
He's a nice, strong ball carrier where uh, I think the grind of an NRL season, I do think he'll need a little bit of time to get in the first grade and really get his feet wet. But I just, yeah, I, I don't, it's more of a pickoff. I don't believe all the way in on Xavier Savage. I want to see him, you know, really nail down that spot. I'm hoping he does because he is another super, he'll be drafted much higher. I'm telling you, Xavier Savage, I've got him pretty low in my draft board, which obviously will start coming out in pieces. But I could see him being drafted in the first six to eight rounds. I think there's someone that will take a punt and just go, you know what, if he's playing there, that last preseason game, if he's the one starting there, and we have Intel, he's going to be round one starting, he'll go round six and eight. And I would much rather in the last round, round 17, potentially take a Chevy Stewart and hope for the best there. Let's go to the next thing, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. So with the Bulldogs... Um, there's a couple of options that I think will go earlier. I think a Bronson Cherry will go too high. I think a Blake Tap will go too high. If I had to look at someone, the two that probably stand out to me, I think Jarrell Skelton. We saw we did last year. I don't think he will get drafted, but he is someone who I could definitely see as being that guy. But the guy for me is Carl Oluwapu. I think that there is a real chance now. I think some people are going to get scared off that uh, Toby Sexton and Matt Burton are in the halves, and everyone goes, he's going to be... You know, if he's in the halves, if he's not in the halves, where are you going to play him? But I have heard a couple of different podcasts talking about him potentially going into lock. And that is a spot there at that lock position where I do see a need. And if you put a ball player there, it just opens up that attack a little bit more for Matt Burton and for Toby Sexton. So I don't mind Kyle Oluwapu there as the last spot there if you're not going to go a Drell Skelton. Because that back line for the dogs between Fox, Sherry, Kiraz, Taft, like Wilson, just too many guys that Hayes Perham. Uh, I do feel much more comfortable coming in there. The Sharkies. For me, the Sharkies, uh, there's two guys. Again, once again, I think Connor Tracy will get drafted, so he's not going to be someone, even though he may not have a position in that starting 17, he'll get drafted on someone's bench, no doubt about that. Uh, it's really down to Kay Dykes and uh, Eero, I think, for me. I will be drafting Kay Dykes. Um, I've been on this train for a while. I think that you know, I think if he gets a chance over uh, Will Kennedy for whatever stage this season uh, through injury or suspension, I think K-Dykes will probably hold on to that jersey. I think there's an outside chance that K-Dykes can also get the sixth jersey uh, if Brandon Trindle doesn't play well. So I just think K-Dykes is in a position where he could play a couple of positions there. And I think that those guys there, I've been saying, I said it in the FC send-off, I really do think this is a bit of a turning point season for the Cronulla Sharks. I do think that Craig Fitzgibbon, you know, it was a nice story. They've made finals every year, but haven't made a dent into the comp. And I think that you saw what he did last year in terms of dropping a few players here and there. To me, the one and the six is going to be very important. I think Hines and Braley are locked into the seven and the nine. Uh, I do think the one and the six potentially uh, could be the ones to get some move on. So I do like uh, K Dykes there, but Eero definitely, I think that's someone who, if you're going to draft him, by all means, I think that's a great shout. The Gold Coast Titans, one of my favorite teams heading into the year, but there isn't really that guy that stands out as a undrafted player except uh, Kinney. I think Kinney for me is that guy where I've I mentioned that, you know, between Brimson and Jaden Campbell, who's going to play, that's the big tussle for the number one jersey. Let's not forget, both have been injury prone from what we've seen so far in their rugby league career. So I do like Kinney as a stash and I'm definitely, if he's sitting there in the last round, he's probably, out of the guys we spoke about, he's the bigger the bunch for me. I think that he can come in and have a media effect like we saw last year. And again, those two guys, um, 
you know, I really hope they do stay on the field, but do one of them get moved to a different position? Does one get injured? I'm not sure, but yeah, Kinney for me is someone who definitely want to try and stash. Because he did come on as a bit of a substitute, I'd love for him to get a bit of a CTW uh, duel as well. I don't think it will happen. Uh, but yeah, Kinney for me is someone who I really do value. And I think that he could be someone who um, can fall to a lot of people there and make a really good impact there. I will make a quick shout out as well for uh, Tom Weaver. I think that it's only matter. I think it's potentially going to be the next 18 months that he will overtake Tanner Boyd as the seven for Gojo Science. I was so impressed in those three games, what I saw of him. Uh, and from a super coach perspective, I just think he's one of the guys that has the hands on the ball and does a lot of things. So, yeah, I don't mind Tom Weaver at all as well. Let's get on the next team, the Manly Sea Eagles. So a team that I think will be very strong this year. A lot of the guys are getting drafted, so it's a bit hard to make a play here. Uh, I could go Gordon there at a hooker position. I don't mind that. But if I had to probably take a stab, it's who it, it's whatever outside back doesn't get a starting spot. So if we're thinking that Saab, Garrick, Kula, and Paolo, Talau, one of those guys who misses out, I think probably is the, is the play there. I think everyone else is kind of, it already has the know they're going to be picked. Uh, so it's a bit of a tough team. Uh, Dean Madison, I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, a bit hard for me to really rate anyone on me because I think they're, out of all the teams, their 17 is pretty much well set. And there's not going to be anyone really breaking in from the outside that I think is going to be worthy there. So we'll leave Manly there. We'll go to the next team, the Melbourne Storm. Now, once again, I think another team is pretty set. I do think that you look at the guys in this team that you would think potentially could come up. Uh, Farlogo is obviously the guy there. He's definitely only drafted. So I've got two. Uh, Jonah Pezzett. Again, liked what I saw from him this year. There will be some chances to play during Origin buy round, so he's a nice care monster handcuff if you do like a Melbourne Storm half there. Uh, but I will go Jack Howarth. I think this is the season where uh, he got his beak wet at the end of the last season. I think that the besides Elikatoa locking down that right edge, I think that left edge is up for grabs. I do love Trent. Trent probably, to me, seems a bit more of impact off the bench coming through the middle or the edge. I'd like him to go back there and really solidify that. So Jack Howarth could get a spot there. So, yeah, again, one of those... There's quite a few teams where the teams are pretty set and now you're kind of like looking to go, who's the next guy up? But there are some guys that you really do want to go. So that brings me to the Newcastle Knights because I think the Knights do have a few. I'm in the camp that Jack Cogger will overtake Tyson Gamble and take that six jersey. So I think Cogger is a very nice shout if you are going the KP route. I think it's a nice little uh, handcuff there. I do think that the Jaden Braley, Phoenix Crossland, who's going to get the nine jersey? Um, Braley would definitely get drafted. Crossland, I don't think will. Now, if he goes to only hooker this year, uh, that does hurt his super coach output in terms of being drafted higher. Uh, I do think if he had a dual 5-8 hooker, something like that, I think it'd be much more attainable. Uh, Kai Pierce-Paul, uh, off from England, I think is another good shout. But the guy I would probably pick if I had to pick one, is Dylan Lucas. Uh, I do think that he's a great shout to get on that edge early on. And I think he's going to be in a lot of guys' draft boards. I think a um, bit of uncertainty if he gets picked, but from what I saw last year, when he's there, he's a nice little super coach player. So Dylan Lucas, for me, is the pick there for the Newcastle Knights. Moving into the New Zealand Warriors. Now, I think that one of the easy answers is whoever's not picked in the six. There's obviously three guys there. You've got Luke Metcalf. Samari Martin, and you've got Chanel Harris-Davida. Three guys that 
pretty much deserve to play regular first grade. Uh, it won't surprise me at all if one of those guys does move on to another club. Um, you know, I could see something like a Tamara Martin in the Canberra Raider jersey very easily. Uh, I could even see a Luke Metcalf going back to the Cronulla Sharks pretty easily. So I think there are options there. So I think whoever doesn't get that six jersey there stands out to me. Um, but if you're going for someone who, you know, depending on how the team lines up, I think Rocco Berry, if he does miss out on the New Zealand edge, I think will be first man in uh, behind Tuvasa Shek there. So I think there is a bit of value in Rocco. We saw what he did at the end of last year, especially if he goes on that right edge outside of Johnson, inside of Dallin. So I do think uh, Rocco Berry or any of the sixes is probably the play there. Moving into the North Queensland Cowboys. So there's a few. This team to me is not set. There's a lot of guys for a lot of positions. Uh, the one that really stands out to me is Jake Clifford. Uh, I, I will be stunned if Chad Townsend does see out the season. At some stage, I think they've got to bring in, if they're bringing back Clifford, who got that run in the Super League to get the runs under his belt, I think he will play sooner rather than later. I think Clifford and Dearden is an interesting half combination that I do want to see. I think Tommy Chester showed you quite a bit uh, when he filled in for a couple of games this year. But the guy I'm going to pick, I don't think he's going to get drafted. And I think that it's just going to be because of so many options in the in the lineup is Semi Valame. I think that uh, people will still think that Kyle Felt is there. You've obviously got uh, Viali who's come in there. I just think that uh, Semi Valame, we saw what he did as soon as he got in there, he was scoring tries for fun. So Valame is the pick there for the Cowboys. My Parramatta Eels. Uh, every year we kind of go in and go, this is the team, this is the team that there's going to play. There's not much toing and froing. There isn't really one. And that, that pains me to say because I, I really do want this team to be a bit of a frisky team, but there isn't really that next guy up that's going to break into this team. I think a lot of the guys will get drafted and there's not going to be really much of a chance. I do think if I had to pick one, I think we're Greg. Greg. Um, if it's RCG going to Origin Camp, Junior Powell going to Origin Camp, I think that what he did at the start of last season when he was kind of really coming on when Paramount had some injuries and suspensions, uh, he did a really good job there. So Rumor Greg is the pick for the Paramount Eels. Let's go to the Penrith Panthers, the Premiers. Now, I do think anyone sniffing around this team will get picked. So obviously, I think the full 17 uh, potentially will get picked, at least the 13, definitely. I think you got guys like Tyron Peachy that will get picked. I think Dan Laurie will get picked. Uh, and then it really works out on, do you believe Talamay is going to get the spot? Or do you think Jesse McLean is going to get a spot? Paul Alamotti is there as well, if you do think that. If you are the Nathan Cleary owner, I think Brad Schneider is worth a punt there as a bit of a handcuff. But if I had to pick one, I'm probably going to pick Paul Alamotti, only because he was so highly touted coming through the ranks at the Dogs. Panthers obviously snatched him up. He, he started okay last season, obviously. First season of first grade, did take his toll. I think Ivan Cleary is going to be pretty straightforward in terms of we need this from you. During origin time, he'll get some runs on the board whether it's on the edge, whether it's in the centres. I just think that he's going to be a good pick. So I will go Paul Alamotti, but a sneaky Jesse McLean. I'd like to see him get that centre spot. Moving into the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So this is a team now with Jack White going into the centres. Now there's a decision needs to get made. Who is going to be left out of this team? Because to me, you've got Alex Johnston on one wing. I think you've got Jack White and Campbell Graham in the other. Now, do you think Alex Tass or do you think Ty Munro? Because they're really the picks here. I think Talis Duncan, from a full perspective, has a chance to cook this side at some stage. Uh, but yeah, for me, I think they both will get picked. I think Ty Munro will get picked. I think Isaiah Tass has built up too much 
uh, goodwill in Supercoach the last year and a half. So I think uh, he will be safe as well from getting drafted. So if I had to pick out of those guys there, I think it's Talis Duncan because I do think Ty Morrow falls to your last round somehow. The guys aren't paying attention. So I can't really pick him or Isaiah Tass will go Talis Duncan for the South Sydney Rabbitohs into the St. George Illawarra Dragons now. Now, now, now. Obviously, Amone being gone, uh, Kyle Flanagan will start uh, with Ben Hunt in the halves. I think Kyle Flanagan will get drafted before the last round, so he can't get picked. I do think that Zach Lomax will start a fullback, so now Tyrell Sloan potentially may not be in his starting team. Uh, and then, yeah, I think, you know, you got your guys like a Jaime Selly, a Michael Molo, a Fafida. But if I had to pick one, and again, I don't know his status right now, but I would pick Cody Ramsey. Once I get a bit more intel that he's playing, I think Cody Ramsey is a guy that I would vouch behind Zach Lomax is probably the next option at fullback for them, maybe even ahead of him. Really like him. Um, so I do hope that he does play. If he is not fit, probably Ryan Couchman or Toby Couchman, probably Ryan uh, first up there. Uh, two two back rowers. I think Dan Russell is also a good shout, um, especially now with Sua and Bird, you would think we're starting on the edges. Um, those are the guys that will kind of fall down the list side. There's quite a few for the Dragons, really dependent on some injuries and some lineups, but I do wish Cody Ramsey the best and hope that he can come back there. A couple more teams here, the Sydney Roosters. Again, another pretty easy one if you do think that backline is going to be Dom Young, Manu, Suoli'i and Tupu. That means Billy Smith, who we saw last year. Um, all of a sudden doesn't get picked. He might be an interesting option there. But to me, it's a very, very simple one here. I think Terrell May, there's too much hype. I think he'll get picked. I think Sua Wong will get picked. I think uh, Satili Chupanua, Angus Crichton, they'll get picked. So the guy I'm going to pick is Sandon Smith. I just think he's got too much value. We saw what he did last year. I was preaching this in one of the previous podcasts with Nom. I just think he's going to be a super coach player for the next five to 10 years. I just think he's got exactly what you want. Loves to get his hands on the ball, makes great decisions, you know, a nice attacking running game as well. So, yeah, Sanders Smith for me, pretty much one of my favorite picks here um, in terms of who I could stash and potentially have. Uh, you know, if, if Sam Walker or Luke Curie goes down, two guys that have had injury troubles in the past, potentially if a Brandon Smith goes down, I think he covers three positions there. He's the could be utility on the bench for most of the season. Sanders Smith is an easy pick for me. The Dolphins, now with the Dolphins, obviously such a young team are still grooming their roster. There will be some guys on the waivers here. Uh, a couple of guys that I think will go later than normal, but definitely will get people for the last round. I think Avrilo is a great shout this year. Isaiah Katoa is a great shout this year. But the guy, if I'm going to pick one here, just out of their roster of who I think may not start, but I think at some stage could really crack this team open, is Mason Teague. I like what I saw from him last year. I just think that potentially he may still get a duel. Um, you know, could be a second row center, could be a second row hooker. But I just think that if he's got a duel, especially, I really like the look of him. And this team, like I said, is starting to fatten out with some really nice talent. You know, the front row is going to be Bromwich, Flegler, Bromwich, Kafusi, Gilbert. That's not even counting the facts, the likes of Ajara Wallace, Olemuelu, uh, Mark Nichols, you want Aiken to play on the edge. There's plenty of guys, even Josh Kerr ahead of him in the ranks, Ray Stone. But I do think if he's going to have a look at an eye to the future, Wayne, I think Mason T could be a guy who could be very, very interesting. And the last team, the West Tigers, uh, another team like the Dragons, they'll be chopping and changing. Uh, I think, guys, uh, towards the last rounds, I think Jaden Sullivan and Aiden Seas will be 
heavily undervalued. I think there'll be good value in both of those guys. I think there's some good job security there as well. I think that a guy like Jason uh, Matamua, I think is a good shout, Sean Bloor. But if I'm going last round, now, depends on the injury. If he's out for half a season, Adam Dewey will be late in drafts. And I just think that, again, don't know where he's going to play because there's two halves already playing there, but he could be interesting. But for me, the guy is uh, Latufanu. I think if he does get a couple of really good rounds early in the reserves, I think there'll be a time potentially with a Jaden Sullivan, who I hope he does have a good, healthy season, but his hammies might go. Uh, I think he could be potentially our next man up type of thing. We saw at the end of last year, they were just kind of looking for players with Will Smith and the likes at the end of the last season. I do think Latu is the guy, and I think, you know, I haven't seen much of him, but every, everyone's telling me that this is the guy, and he's he's really the, the one to look out for. So I do value him, and I think that if you are... If you're for whatever reason you're high on the Tigers this year and you think they're going to do something, you're going to stack that team and have one of these halves. I think it's a very nice handcuff on the bench to have. And that will do it, guys. So, like I said, the draft obviously every pick is important, but I think there's certain ones where you need a nail from a captain, vice captain. I think there's some guys you can take swings on in the middle rounds. But that last round is about finding, especially if there is a guy who has been undervalued from injury or job security. What is a young guy coming through that you go, this could be a potential gun uh, and you just want to grab him early. So there's plenty of guys there who I think in that last round, especially you'll be able to grab. If I had to pick my favorites, I think uh, Chevy Stewart for the, for the rabbits would be definitely up there. Uh, for me, I just think that he's got a really good option. I think K Dykes once again, has a really, really nice shout. And then Kinney, I think those are the three. And again, three positions in fullback where if you do hit the young fullback, in a good team, all of a sudden it could change the makeup of your draft season. You can now trade, you could play an AE, you can just have as a bit of a depth there. So those are the three guys that I've kind of already red marked on my Excel to go in the last round of any of those guys there, try and take. And I might even go, you know, second last round on Kinney, last round on Dykes, you know what I mean? I could easily do that as well. So for me, last year, the bench was all about Took injured players early on in the draft, and then really, you know, look at the waiver wire. Oh, Sean Lane's back in three weeks. All right, I'll grab him. Oh, Elikatola's out. He's gonna be back in a month. I'll grab him. So, the the bench for me, you know, at least a four a four man bench, has turned into the where can I stash you? Where can I play you? So, definitely we'll be looking at that from the draft because once again, once we get through the preseason in you know, those first couple of rounds, there will be some injuries. There'll be some suspensions. Uh, and all of a sudden you can nail one of those picks and let's say you drafted uh, let's say you drafted a a Dylan Edwards in maybe the third or fourth round and then you got Kinney in the last round and all of a sudden they're both starting by, by round three your season has changed the the outlook for your season now is you can now go to a team that has you know the guy who drafted a Jaden Campbell or an AJ Brimson who's out for an extended injury you can now trade him there, get some really nice value there. Or like I said, all of a sudden, if 5-8 or hooker or your second front row is pass, just drop that player and AE that thing with the Kinney. So plenty of options. But like I said, that Mr. Irrelevant spot, especially seeing a guy like a Brock Purdy in the uh, real NFL draft, it does just show you sometimes, I don't know why you pick up the, you know, 74th ranked defensive tackle in the NFL. Why do you not just go a quarterback and hope? 
and similar to this in a super coach, why not go for a premier position or a young guy in one of those with a jewel that all of a sudden could jag a spot and you'd be looking at a 50 point average with your last pick at the draft. So we'll leave it there, guys. Again, we're in the 2024 season. I love looking ahead now as we start getting through. Some of the teams have already returned to training, seeing some really good pictures of some of the guys looking in tip-top shape for the start of the off-season. So that's very exciting. Uh, and yeah, every podcast, we're going to have a topic. I've already started listening more down. This was the first one, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, but we've plenty more coming through. And like I said, we'll try and maintain this schedule. Get to the socials at the SE Halfback. Plenty of content going out there. Questions, draft boards, who to draft, things like that. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.